are not ready to record this podcast <laughs> where we play Dungeons and Dragons with each other. That's true. We're not ready. I'm not ready. I've never been I'm ready. I'm leaving. I've never been ready. He's British again. It's been 84 years. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure for everyone, everywhere. My name is Paul, and I am the Dungeon Master of this game, set in the world of Manumi. And I'm joined tonight, per the usual, by four of my pals. Hey, guys. It's Jeremy, and I play Saul. I'm Jeffrey. And I have D20s in my socks. Why? Oh, and I play Servants. Off the wall. Why do you have D20s in your socks? Just for fun. Just for fun. Who else we got here? I'm Alan, and I play someone who doesn't wear socks. <laughs> Char. Char. Char doesn't wear socks? No. He's offended by socks. <laughs> Is he just a, like a sandals kind of guy? Oh my gosh, no. Does he have like hobbit feet that are hairy? Uh, and based on the last episode, they're fiery? Uh, his feet are actually weirdly hairless. Oh. Hairless feet. I'm Alan and I play Char. I'm Felicia and I play Misk. She plays Misk. Wow, real original, Felicia. That was such a good one. I'm Felicia. I don't play Misk. <laughs> I don't play Char. Are you? I play Misk. What is happening? Hey, that was a they good one. Me, so I went back. <laughs> what is this? I am confusion. I pulled I put a Jeffrey. You remember that time I read that review from Glorb Dwarf? <laughs> no. Yes. That sounds made up. Uh, but we have to review to read right now. And Felicia is going to read it. Why did you bring up Glorb Dwarf? Felicia. <laughs> I just happened to look over and see Glorb Dwarf's uh, review. So go ahead, Felicia. Read a five-star review. I'm going to read. Let's try not to mess this up. Good, clean, fun. Don't mess up. I'm a hot... <laughs> Sorry. I was moving the screen around so she couldn't read it. I'm a high school age kid who was introduced to D&D by a couple of my friends. I couldn't find the time to play this amazing game with them, but I wanted to learn how to play. Y'all are one of the best clean podcasts out there, and I've followed you guys since the beginning of season one. Anyway, keep up the good work, guys. Thanks, Drew. 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 Uh, Drew. You're welcome, Drew. Drew. Also king, known as, yeah. The, the king 884 Four. Felicia, bring your glasses next time. <laughs> wow. Like, sweet uh, Jesus. Bring them. I had to get so close to the screen. Bring sorry. them glasses. Uh, thank you so much, Drew, or the King8844, for that five-star review. Uh, it is good, clean, fun. Glad we could inspire you uh, to hopefully play some D&D at some point. Thanks for following us since the beginning of season one. You rock, and you're the reason we keep doing this. You specifically. Why do we do this? Drew. Because of Drew. We love you. Because My sock is so full of dice right now. <laughs> He's so dumb. It's like get a, it out. Like, just I get could, him out. 
I could use it as a weight training thing. Hey, put them under your feet and walk around. Oh, don't. Don't tell them oh, that. Oh, no. Do it. Some don't. are sliding. You can be like Goku whenever he like pulls the the weights off and yes. they're like, oh, no. He's like, takes his undershirt off and it really slams into the ground like it weighs. Yeah. Weighs but have so you, much. Have you watched the fight of Rock Lee versus Gara on Naruto? I think so. That he does that, except it's a lot more extreme. How can it be more extreme? Uh, we're going to give a shout out to one of our patrons. Watch we're that give, fight we're if give you shout haven't to watched it. Rock Lee versus Gara. Naruto. <laughs> Gara's the sand guy, right? Shout out. Yes. Hey, listen. If if you want to hear us talk about anime, or even even better, talk with us about anime. Ooh. You can do that. Listen to our anime podcast. Yeah, titled whatever Jeffrey wants to title it right now. Just kidding. Uh, It is. uh, You can go to Discord and you can join us by becoming a one dollar patron on Patreon.com/slash Make Believe Heroes. Like some of our friends, you could be a patron like our friend Michael Garibay. Hopefully, I said that name right. Could be Garibay. Garibay. Michael. Either way, regardless. Gar- I can't Gar- read it from Thank this you distance. so much for being a patron. Uh, for being a fan. <laughs> I'm under Thank you for being a fan. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you want to be a part of the memes and a part of the anime talk and all that stuff, join us on, uh, on patreon.com slash make the heroes. It's okay? so hard to keep it together. Yeah, it sounds like a baby rattle in the background, but it's actually Jeffrey's socks <laughs> filled with dice. Beating me with it. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's striking his brother. <laughs> Jeffrey, quit striking your brother. What kind of D and D weapon would this be called? Flail. Flail. Uh, yes. It'd be an improvised weapon. <laughs> um, hey, let's play Dungeons and Dragons, shall we? God, can we please? Shall we? How? I never learned. Me neither. So before we do, I'm going to do this this thing that we do that we didn't do last time. I roll this giant bloody twenty. We didn't, but there was a lot going uh, on. It was a it was a moment. Here we there go. I'm sure the Giant people noticed. Blue D20. From this moment. Ooh. That's a six. You're rolling for poops. Oof. Rolling for poops lately. Here we go. Here we go. Last time on Make Believe Heroes. Servants went to the astral plane. He did not find Guy there, but rather. Spoilers. He found another old friend of his, one Lorik Darkbolt. After a difficult conversation, the two of them found themselves revisiting certain points of their past together. But this reunion, if you want to call it that, ended abruptly when suddenly the headless, draconic form of Dimvarga's corpse, this thing inhabited by something, the heart of the Crooked Father, manifested itself within the astral plane that when Vance raised his sword to try and fight it and charged it alongside one Lark Darkbolt, he was suddenly brought back to the Nine Hills. As he returned to tell Misk and Saul about what had occurred, they discussed what they should do next, the danger that the Forsaken might find them. Suddenly, a great ball of fire erupted in the center of where they were all meeting, and Char fell out of it onto the floor. Goodness, Goodness gracious. gracious. He quickly gathered himself. <laughs> that was creepy. Wow. So messed up. Wow. (laughs) Who said it? It was Jeffrey and who was the other one? Alan. Alan. It was absolutely (laughs) in sync on our end. Like it was perfectly in sync. It was crazy. That's remarkable. It was. Um, Anyway, 
Char quickly getting up, taking off, running toward the door. He said, they're coming. The British are coming. And then everything went sideways. There was a loud boom. And this vessel or whatever that everyone has been in there in the sinking circle began to slowly capsize. Char Revere. Not real slowly. Oh, dear God. (laughs) He cracked himself up again. Char was running forward. Suddenly everyone is falling or sliding toward this glass door. And we ended as this vessel crashed into the swampy sinking pit below. And one of those shadow creatures stepped into the room. The Roomba? Let's roll. Initiative! I can't play. Yeah, I can't make it. Sorry. I got a natural one. I don't want to roll. Oh, are you serious? I did. I got a natural one, too. For real. Oh, wow. Who's you probably got, who's got the higher decks? Nat 20. Oh, wow. Two nat 1s and a nat 20? Nat 20. At first, I thought I got a 7, but no, it's a 1. Get lit. I just found this little notebook the other day, and it's got some of the very first notes that I ever wrote about Monumi in it. Sounds lame. Okay, Felicia, roll initiative. I did. My X is a 13. So I got an 18. I okay. I want to have an 18. 18. So we got Saul with a, like a 20 what? Nat 20. Yeah, but, yeah, but what is it? 20 what? So. I don't know. Plus three, it's 23. I need to know. 23. Because all my guys also rolled nat 20, so I'm just kidding. They didn't. Yeah, they did. Uh, and then y'all both got nat ones. What is your what is your actual initiative, Char and Vance? You mean like the plus? Including my dexterity, it is also one. All right, what about Vance? Plus one. So I can see a two. Two! I got, I figured it out. That's what you meant. It's a two. Yep, that puts, yep, it's a two. That puts you above Char. Nice! Great! Excellent! Anyway, Saul, you get the first opportunity to react as this shadowy creature steps into the room. What do you do? Kill um, it. He, okay, are we level? Are we still like free falling while we're fighting this thing? Or have we like... No, it like it like crashed, remember? Crashed into the ground. You guys, it's not exactly level, but you're kind of over on the side. It's settled. <laughs> and you would assume that you are now beginning to slowly sink. He casts Disguise Self and looks just like it, and then he runs and hides. <laughs> Yeah, boy. Okay. Totally kidding. Genius. I really want to... You already to, summoned your fire sword. Yeah, so I want to... You, you can still have that. I think I want to... See, it's bad for me to go first. I mean, I'm going to attack it, one? but I'm curious if there's anybody close to it. Keely. Uh-huh. Any of our friends. Not that you've cared about that in the past. The closest one to it would be Char. The second closest one to it would be Vance. <laughs> Snants. So no friends close to it. Curious in the sense of like... The medieval garb. Yep, I'm going to try to run up to... I want to be in a position so that whenever Vance or Char get physically engaged with it, that they'll be next to me in the near future. But for now, I'm going to go at it full kilt with my flaming sword. He's just trying to be meta. Um, Saul is a tactician, (laughs) not meta. And I'm going to use my Paylor touched rapier, flaming rapier. And try to uh, okay. get the jump on this thing. Yeah, girl. Okay. Roll that. Beautiful bean footage. Attack. Natural 20. Are you joking me? Are no you kidding? Way. Natural yeah. 20. You're cheating. Kill it. Hey, you're, you're watching me roll. Yeah, but you must have loaded those dice. <laughs> <laughs> so I do 1d8 plus 5, so 2d8 plus 5. Okay. <laughs> 1d8 plus 5, yes, but how does your flaming sword work? Um, I also get to 
once daily. It says it just it just adds damage. When, when it's ablaze, it deals an extra 2d6. So the fact that it automatically deals that extra 2d6 means you double all that. So you're going to roll 2d8s and 4d6s. My goodness. Saul's like, this is my house. Yes. I need to know what they all are. Or I, I need to know what... Go ahead and roll me your 2d8s plus whatever first. And then do the others. Uh, that's 11 plus... What is it? Is it plus... It's an 11 plus 5. On That's the base damage. So 16. And then here comes my d6s. And I roll a d6. Ooh. I'm a lizard. Wow. Well, 15, 20 damage off my D6s. Holy poop. 20 damage off the D6s. I don't even yeah. know what to say. Yeah, I got, got two, two sixes, sixes, a five, five and a three. three. That's cheating. Wow. Been a lot of that going on tonight. Okay, so you rush forward. Uh, you t- describe the attack to me. He's going to do the thing where he's like running at it, and if it like lunges at all, he's going to do the, the jump past its blow and like stick his sword like under its, right under the appendage it used to attack him. The flames just spread out from where he stuck the sword. Okay, so this thing, like, you know, when this thing, like, screeches, its face, like, peels back and opens up, like, into a rose of, of teeth, like an opening maw. He's going to try to continue to open its mouth. He's, like, okay. slicing down the side of it. Slicing Okay, dice, so slicing you just dice. dig this thing in. And when your sword goes in, it, you know, it pierces through, but it sort of has that typical reaction that you're used to, which is... It doesn't seem to really be doing much to it because it's just sort of carving through some sort of black, oily flesh. But then the flames like erupt into its mouth and it just starts screeching and flopping back and trying to get away from you because you wrecked it with that attack. I mean, you wrecked it with that attack. Nice. It's not dead, but it is. Oh boy. It's dripping this like sizzling black ooze. Nice. Gross. This is my kingdom. Not anymore. You you gave it to Misk. Yeah, it's true. Misk, it's your turn. Holy crap! This is bad. Because I only have two second levels. Yeah, Saul's super hurt too. Is Saul super hurt? Saul is at twenty-three hit points. Twenty-three. A forty-nine. Well, you know now. Now that you look over, Misk, you might can you might see that Saul looks kind of worse for wear. So I see Saul. This is my kingdom, and yep. then I'm like, oh no, little brother. What do you do? He hurt. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm gonna use. Music. Yeah, healing words all I got, and I can also bardic inspiration him. Okay, you can bardically inspire him. As a bard right. would do? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Bardically Bardic inspire him. Okay. You can you can combine those two into one sort of thing, like if you want to say, because, you know, bardic inspiration is like you doing something inspiring, but you're also healing him. So maybe you use that to do it. I'm just saying that's a cool thing. So this is kill well, and wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So healing on. word is a is a bonus action. Bonus. Oh, so I can only do one. You can't do it. And Bardic Inspiration is also a bonus action, but she can cash her action in, in for a, another bonus action, right? I think I, I think you couldn't. I don't know. I know like you I could do that. I know in four E you could cash down. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna say you can. can you know, you're breaking okay. the rules. You don't think? I mean, breaker. you're talking about. I mean, I don't going. have to Bardic Inspiration. Okay, well that's fine. Then just do that because I'm not sure. I'll have to look it up. I have to. So. Alan has to. 
Yeah, I'm going to use healing word. Okay, what level? A second, second level. Okay. Saul, we're right behind you. And I'm gonna heal him for massive damage. I need you. To, I, I need you. I need you to sing it though, so it can be like a. So oh my a gosh, Paul! Sing it for me. So don't give up. We got you, man. <laughs> oh my! Wow. Oh, that's I good. I did that for you, Paul. I love that. That was good. Okay. So Everybody roll, just looks at me. She's just like, "What?" Roll me your d4s. Uh, you get how many d4s? Thirty-seven. Just two. Thirty-seven d4s. So four and then eight. So you get eight hit points back. That's awful. I hate that. Eight points return. So I give you eight points of healing. I'm sorry I couldn't do more. Thank you, miss. You can still take an action. Oh. I mean, your turn has already taken 47 I guess I'm going to draw my... I can't, like, draw my rapier and go, like, hit him. Yeah, you could. You could run up and trust that. Oh, really? I feel like I haven't played D&D in seven years. You haven't. It's been 84 years. All right, so what do you want to do with your action? So I'm going to draw my rapier. Mm -hmm. Draw it. And run up and just slash at it. Maybe it's eye or whatever, or its mouth, or slash under its Just roll me a rapier attack. Oh! It's a net 20! Holy corn. That's a third net 20. It's a net 20. Blowing it up in here. Wow, y'all really want to show these things who's boss. As you are charging forward, angry, you're going to save your brother. You go full Hulk misc. Wings burst out your back, and you can you fly down toward this thing. And you slash a fiery longsword at it. Now, it's not radiant damage, but uh, you're going to get a little extra damage. So basically, the way this is going to work is it's going to be... It's not going to be every time, but because of this specific situation, go ahead and roll me the attack with your sword. Or your, I'm sorry, you're with the attack. You roll me the, the damage with your sword. That's only a four. Four plus three is seven. Then roll me two d6s. So eight. Okay, so seven plus eight is 15. I'm your queen! Okay. I love it. I love it. It's all over here. This is my kingdom. And then Miss flies in. I'm your queen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. Now it is. Yes, queen. <laughs> It is now <laughs> the turn of the shadow creature. In spite of the fact that when you slashed it with your longsword, it did not enjoy it. It seems genuinely like reluctant to go towards Saul. It seems to be giving him a wide berth. And so it circles around you, Misk, and it is going to take a, an attack on you. It opens its maw wide, and these... Things come shooting out of its mouth like black tongues, and Ooh. they try to wrap you up. Why, though? Don't look, girl. Oof. oof. He said oof. 21 to hit. Does that hit you? Yeah. No. That is not good. Spicy meatball. Yes, it do. 21. So so the first thing that happens is you're going to take a little damage. I'm scared. Roll me the damage. It's not too bad. You take six damage, bludgeoning damage. Then you take two piercing damage. Okay. Then I need you to make me a save. Save. Oh wait, never mind. You don't. You don't make a save. I make uh, no save. See, the, the the bludgeoning damage is from when all these black tendrily tongues hit you. The piercing is from the teeth stabbing into you, and then you are yanked toward it and is going to try and devour you the way that it tried to devour Servants. And you are now grappled and restrained Beautiful. until the grappling ends. I love it. Then another one is going to come out, another tendril, and try and grab Char. Wow. Oh, I thought you were going to say like an... What's your AC, Char? My AC is 16. 
16. It's not very good. Well, that's a hit. It's not. He missed. You take 10 bludgeoning damage. What? And you take 8 piercing damage. Holy moly. So that's 18. And you are grappled. And I'm grappled. You just hurt him real bad. I rolled a 7 and an 8 on my 2d8s. Oh my word. That was bad. Uh, and it is You're dragging mean. you toward its mouth. And its mouth just like expands and is trying to pull you both down into it. You're not like in its mouth yet. You're just grappled and pulled toward it right now. As we roll around, and it is now your turn. Vance, what you gonna do, boy? Please do something. You are nearby. I want to kill it. Do it. Okay. Because I am angry. Mm. You're an angry elf. Well, I'm Call a me an elf human, one more time. Right, right, but still. He's a South Pole elf. I'm gonna attack with the Hellburner blade. Ooh, okay. You draw the blade. Yes. And... You charge. Charge. That's you did the thing. a 24. That is a hit. 21 plus 3. That's 14 damage. Noise. It's too many. 700. And uh, when I do that, yeah, I want to I use a spell slot. Okay. To use this thing called Divine Smite. Okay. And your Divine Smite, we said, uses what? Necrotic damage? I don't know. This says radiant damage, but I don't know if you said we did. said right, 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 right. So, what was the original damage? Fourteen. Okay. So, go ahead and roll me the uh, the divine smite. Okay. It's uh, six. Six total damage. Yep. So. As that happens, you sort of have like a reflex. It sort of happens without you thinking, which is something that hasn't happened to you in a long time. And you just go to channel the power, energy, of something divine through this weapon. And, you know, rather than there be some sort of reaction from the Hellburner blade that like burns this thing up or away, you feel something come from deep in your chest. Oh, no. Like a... Uh, a warm sensation and it runs up your arms and through the blade and into this thing and light burns through it Ooh. and it is burnt away Holy just I, I think the creature is burnt away yeah it, it just like vanished gone what so so Split. like i slashed through it and like it disintegrated in half yes outward yes what that's awesome that's amazing. You're, you're welcome. I just saved you both. You did good. At this moment, you hear a crash, and uh, the cracked window beside you, Vance, bursts open, and another one of these things jumps in through it. Is it a bandicoot? But there are actually two of them. Oh, Saul's no. going to like look around at all the other devils in the room. Mm -hmm. You are the burning circle. Protect your queen. And he's going to keep fighting. You do notice that they seem a little bit smaller than the one you just killed but the same sort of creatures. Char, it is your turn. So how many of them are there? There are not two now pretty close to you. I am going to cast. So how close? Um, Not within five feet of you, but you could get within five feet. They're probably 20 feet away from you. Okay. I'm going to close the distance. Okay. And cast Inflict Wounds. I see. So you want to run up and... Touch one. I'm gonna touch one. All right, roll me. Do they, but you roll a melee spell attack, right? Actually, I don't have any spell slots. You have no spell slots. Crap. I have no level one spell slots. I'll cast it as a second level spell. <laughs> You're going to cast that second level? Yes. Okay. So I touch him as a melee spell attack. A melee. Okay. Inflict wounds. 
Uh, yeah, so it's a 20, not natural. Uh, that's a hit. Oh, yeah. Yay. 4d10. 4d10. 4d10s. 4d10. That's 4,010. A lot. 21. 21 necrotic damage? It is damage of the necrotic persuasion. (laughs) Okay. You step up and you use your mace or hand or what do you do to inflict that? I just touch them with my finger. Just reach up, put a finger on it. And when you do, you see the oily flesh around it just kind of like burst back from your hand. Oh, yeah. Just like chunks of its oily goopiness go flying. Many much goopies. And it cries out. Yeah. And anything else? Uh, nope. Then it is now everyone else's turn. Saul, you notice that people start charging forward. Uh, A lot of devils, some elementals. You see different things occurring, people kind of engaging these things. As this is happening, you also notice, those of you that look out the window, you see that this uh, elemental thing, this big air elemental that is out there fighting against the swamp, it seems, as well as these creatures, seems to kind of have the upper hand. It is holding its own. It's huge. It's massive. Uh, You don't know if it was holding this thing up by itself, but it seems that perhaps this elemental was at least partly responsible for this vessel that you guys are in staying above the swamp, right? Uh, It's handily fighting some of those creatures out there. But another thing that you're noticing, Saul, is that some of the swamp, some of the, the muck, is now beginning to leak inside. It's kind of capsized, and the glass has broken free, and uh, this place is already starting to sink, and thus the uh, the filth and the liquid and the muck is coming inside. And you look over to see as it is, another one of these creatures steps in, a smaller one like the two that just came in, Stop. and begins to charge toward all of these other devils that are fighting. But you also notice these, like, plants like things like reaching up inside of this vessel and they seem to sort of reach in and start grabbing a hold of the stone uh, and start pulling. Wait, the stone? Like it's starting to oh pull. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it reaches, it, not like the stone, Alan, please. Please. <laughs> it's sinking. Uh, to help start pulling things down into the muck. What about the Grimer? Yes. Uh, Saul, as you're, you're looking around, you've got the burning sword in your hand, you know, trying to decide what you're about to do. Mm-hmm. And you hear the sound of... Well, you hear something that at first seems totally normal, but then seems totally strange because it's something you've never heard in the hills before. And it is music. <laughs> the music of hell. It is a beautiful, like, um, some sort of woodwind, like a flute, but not exactly a flute, playing a little tune. And as you hear it, you become filled with a renewed vigor, and you have bardic inspiration. Ooh, nice. Who did that? With a turn of your head, you see a figure kind of sliding down towards you guys. Well, not sliding. It's it's on a little bit of an incline, so we'll say sliding. He's sliding down towards you guys. He has... uh, a bluish sort of skin with a strange double flute up to his mouth playing a tune. And uh, he is like sliding down towards you guys and he draws 
his weapon and enters into combat as well. Is it a flute or a flout? Have we seen him before? You may have seen him here before, but not recognized him. Or not, you know, registered. Nothing stood out about him. Whoa. He looks like a sort... You can definitely tell he is uh, a... He's a Genasi. Genasi. Is his name Breeze? It's not. I wish it was, though. That'd be cool. It's ice. Obviously. It's ice. Way to go. It's not ice either. Silly. Obviously, ice is also a druid. He's got pale blue skin and deep blue hair with white highlights. Misk is like, I want to marry him. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he is now engaged in combat. Is he for us or against us? (laughs) Well, he's fighting the bad guys. So he plays a song on his aulos, I think is what it's called. It's like a double flute. And then rushes forward, pockets his aulos, draws his rapier, and enters into combat. Saul, what do you do? Uh, smiles wickedly and continues the fight. He's going to hop across a couple of sinking tables to some more solid ground a little further away from the ichor and stick a flaming rapier into the closest unchained or forsaken. I think we're calling them forsaken, aren't we? Yeah, forsaken beasts or something like that. You fail. Yep, he's going to try to kill another forsaken. We should get up and out. Roll it. Fly, you fools. <laughs> Fly, you fools. Ooh, that's an 18 on the dice. Okay, that's nice. a hit. Failure. Roll mm. that damage. Wow, Paul. 68. That's 1d8 plus 5. Yes, but... Oh, it's still flaming. You are standing next to Char. Ooh, I have advantage. Who is also standing next to the creature. No, you don't have advantage. You hit it. You have... Sneak attack. <laughs> Sneak attack. <laughs> you did Welcome it. back. You're a rogue. Sneak attack. So you roll 3d6. Also. Welcome back. It's not a real attack. So first I'm going to roll the d8. I got a 7. Schnevin. I'm going to add 5 to that. Okay. So that's 12. What's the 5? That's just a plus 5 that goes with it. Are you attacking the one that Char attacked or the other one? The other one. Okay. The outer one. And then I'm going to do 2d6 of... Fire damage of, of holy damage. What was the first one? It was what plus five? Seven plus yeah, five. Twelve first. Twelve just stabbing. Stabby stabs. And then here comes my D6s for the fire damage. And that's eleven. A six and a five. Eleven. Yes. Oof. And then I have this little thing called a sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Which is three D6s. It's always like doing buckets today. I love buckets. All of a sudden. And that's eight. Sneak attack damage, four, three, and one. Dang. Buckets. So you step up, and, I mean, you bring your sword through it. You don't kill this thing, but you sever one of its legs completely free from its body, and the the oily flesh kind of bubbles back away from it. It does not reform, and it shrieks and tries to run away from you on three legs and trips, and whoever attacks it next will get advantage. Nice. Misk. I mean, I can just hit it with my rapier. You can hit it with a rapier. Um, you can also use spells. Most of my spells are almost gone. I've got one fourth level spell, and I could do uh, spirit guardians. Okay. I mean, I guess I could do that. Okay. And then they'll be there with me. This is up to you. I'll do that. Okay, so you want to cast spirit guardians? Yes. 
Spirit, Spirit Guardians. So you summon your little devil angel misks? Yes, but okay. they're like heavenly. They're like flittering around you for 10 minutes. They're like beautiful. Okay, what do they look like again? What color? Uh, I think they look just like me. Yeah, what color are they? Tan, dark tan. Oh, they're like little, okay. They're like little light beings that look like you. Yes, why'd you ask me what color they were? I'm saying they're like little creatures of light. The, the color Creatures of the light. Of light. The color of the light is the tan. Color, yeah, light mom, tan. It's very my, bright. My it's favorite it's color <laughs> is light, light tan. tan. Isn't that beige? <laughs> it's a light tan. They're holding little lutes. <laughs> and their eyes are golden. Okay. Um, you cast it. I don't want it to hurt anybody. So I tell it. No, I don't hurt nobody. Don't hurt nobody. Yeah, your friends. Don't uh, hurt my friends. Can I tell it to hurt everybody instead? Hurt everyone. <laughs> You want it to be, it stays within 15 feet of you, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, you want it to be uh, up on the bad guys. So you, yes. you move in and engage the bad Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. We have totally. Up on the bad guys. No, I was click, being, click, held, being held by the but thing then that he Vance killed, killed it. it. Yeah, that's right. So So you picked yourself up, you run over toward the I'll other one. I'll probably run this. toward where Saul is. Okay. Uh, you go over that way and you cast it. So they start their turn within this area, it's going to get them. Luckily, it is their turn and you're in their area. So now both of these guys, uh, both of these shadow creatures that are right here in your area are going to uh, take a, make a save. A wisdom saving throw. They rolled a 7 plus wisdom their 15. wisdom, which is significantly less than 15. Uh, they both going to take the full damage, which is 4d8s. And that's radiant damage, right? Yes. So roll me 48s here. Holy Have an smokes. extra if you need it. 48s? Roll me them 48s. That's a lot of damage. 18. 18. Except it's radiant. Oh, what? These things appear and just close in on these creatures, just biting them and stabbing them and strumming their little harps, and they are burnt away, both of them. Amazing. Nice. But I just killed two of them, Servants. Get on my level. Yeah, but they were significantly smaller, and one was already <laughs> weakened with three legs. They were both weakened. I killed them both at once. They so. were both weakened, but it's you still did a whole lot of damage to them. Boom. Okay, and now it is your turn, Vance. Vance, there is one of those things over there being engaged by other devils. Uh, there seem to be more coming in this direction, and also there are great plant-like vines coming inside the glass, wrapping around things, and beginning to pull it down into the muck. What do you do? Look for an exit. So the exit that was there before is now almost completely submerged in the muck. Right. But I mean like So that one is that that one is an, a no good. Upward? Yeah. You can go up back the other way. And outward? Uh-huh. You know, like through the the uh other side that was you up ninety degree angle before that we were falling away from. Yeah, it's not nearly that steep now, it's just kinda uphill. You want to go back the, you want to try to escape, go the other way? People are fighting all around you. Well, I don't see the um, dragon, headless dragon here. Not yet. And what does that mean? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That means that these people are fighting those things. There's only a couple of them. How many people are fighting them? Oh, there's, there's only a couple of them, but there are a lot of people fighting them. Right. That's what I mean. You got to understand. You remember when you guys met that first one? You can see the one that they're engaged with has like at least a couple of them tangled up in those tendrils. Uh, you can see more heading in your direction through the swamp. You know that you guys are kind of burning through this because of your 
particular skill in a certain type of damage, something that none of these people are going to have access to. Ah, I see. Something that you're a little surprised that you have access to. Uh, Yeah, very surprised. Me too. So, quick question. You may also notice that you haven't heard a certain voice speaking up in your ears here lately. I I did notice that too. Sorry, Alan, go ahead. What's your question? Uh, I'll, I'll wait till my turn. It's coming up next. It'll make more sense then. Okay. Do it. Do it. Vance. Schnance. What you do? So I see that a couple of people are entangled by a thingy. Uh-huh. I want to save them. Okay. Um, why don't you like you can try to cut them loose, I guess? Yes. Okay. Go ahead and make me an attack roll. Mm, that is Ta-dum. a 10. <sighs> I thought you were good at this game. Sometimes. So that one's no good, uh, but as you rush forward, you see this uh, this light blue-skinned guy with dark blue and white hair like engage with this thing. Uh, he is trying to do the same thing that you are. He has a rapier trying to stab or slash at the tendrils that are wrapped around some of the others. Uh, you come up and you, you swing wide and miss, and then he lands a stab, uh, and it sort of shudders back, and you have an opening. Uh, so do your second attack with advantage. Uh, it's a 24. That's a hit. Roman at a barrage. That is... You say that's a hit? I mean, like a billboard top 50? A uh, yuck? Exactly. A <laughs> yuck. What's the damage? That's 12 damage. Okay, so you're aiming specifically for one of those, like, tentacle things, right? Yeah. So when you slash across it, it, it kind of uh, severs it, not all the way, but, like, half severs it. And when it does, the devil that it's holding, which uh, you wouldn't recognize, but the others would recognize as that same woman uh, who sort of caused a scene earlier, the one from the Whispering Circle. I'll say the others, I mean Saul and Misk. Uh, And she makes a save, and she manages to break free from its tendrils. Noise. Is that the end of your turn? Yes. Char. Is it my turn? It's your turn. So... We're in a swamp, right? Uh, yeah. Shrek is not here. And there's just craziness erupting around us. See, I was building up to that. <laughs> you ruined it. You ruined it, Jeffrey. <laughs> what what he was building to a Shrek joke. <laughs> he was building up to a Shrek joke. I mean, I just yes. can't. How did I know? What are you doing in my swamp? All right, go ahead, Alan. Your God. Can he though? So, but seriously though, like, what's what what's what's going on? Like, it's battle erupting craziness, right? Yes, and you guys are inside this like some sort of a giant vessel, but the swamp is coming in. I thought we fell out. No, you guys managed to stay in because it crashed. Oh right, and right. You guys like because it, it sort of landed in the swamp. The swamp is coming oh. in though, and the uh, the swamp is also trying to pull it down deeper inside the muck. Deeper, okay, Okay. Deeper. so we are, that's why I was confused, because I thought we were in the muck. So we're in the muck, but the muck is in the vessel. So, like, what's near me? Like, is there any pressing danger? Are there two things from before? I know they've killed some things, I'm just not sure, like, what's been killed. So right now, there is one in the room. In the room. Uh, you can clearly see there are, there are other of these creatures engaged with this elemental outside, and there seem to be at least a few, like trying to make their way across the muck toward you all, toward this building. Okay, so I am going... So there's one in the room. The one that's in the room. Uh-huh. I want to cast Guiding Bolt. Okay. So is, is it within 120 feet? 
Uh, for sure. Also, don't forget about my spirit guardian. Oh, does that give me something? Don't you forget about me. I'm saying if that if those things come near it, they can. Oh act. right, right. It's uh, right. Yep. I don't really know where anybody's at right now. So I got I rolled an eleven. Is that in total? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That is a miss. Mm. It's also my second last second level spell slot. <laughs> uh, your guiding bolt goes flying, but this thing's like jerking around and going crazy, and it, it just misses it. It says on a miss, it also hits. It doesn't hit. At that moment, you hear someone call out from across the room up sort of up from where you guys are at. You look up and you see this purple-skinned devil hanging out of one of the doors, and she calls out, Everyone, this way, quickly! Let's go! And you all look up. Char, you have no idea who this is, but the rest of you guys would recognize this as Illumari Jin, your devil friend. Nice. Is that a good person? Does anyone, do any of you guys say anything? Like, Saul, do you respond in any way? As the sort of like general of this whole thing. Yeah, Saul definitely. He like jumps up on a table and is like, let's go, everyone. Heavy ones behind. Fight them off as we retreat. Miss is going to be fighting as we go because she's big now. Yeah. More of these things are busting in at this exact moment as you guys start to try and run. Uh, and you take off running across the room. The one that is tangled up, uh, Saul, you're just kind of leading. So give me a uh, persuasion, Saul. Saul's going to roll a persuasion. Aww. You do have bardic inspiration. If oh, you I'm going to use that crap. Does it add what, a d6 to it? D8. D8 to it. <laughs> <laughs> I did terrible both times. So in my persuasion is just a six. Oh, boy. That's only a 10. Hmm. Only a 10. Can I use my regular inspiration? Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, I rolled a save, just a general save for everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, Miss can confirm. Uh, a 10 is enough to oh, okay. get their attention. It's enough. Thank God. They're not all inspired by you and just ready to fall in line or anything, but they all think, oh, yeah, that's probably wise. Let's go. Uh, and... A couple of them that are already engaged with this forsaken beast uh, are trying to finish it off. One of those is Misk. You are here. What do you do? So my uh, uh, guardians are still around me, correct? Mm-hmm. So if I move over close to one, they might get to hit them next on their turn. Yeah, on their turn they would, yeah. Which is after you. So if you want to just kind of blow your turn getting up on them and then letting your things attack them, you could. Or I could go up and attack them. Or, like or you can go up and attack it. Mm-hmm. It's hard when you don't have no spells. Yeah, you guys need a rest. Mm-hmm. It's against our religion. I don't see any cops. Can we say that Char rested while, while he was doing mystery things? I probably can't have those. <laughs> <laughs> no. I probably can't do another spell while I got the guardians out, can I? Uh, as long as it doesn't take concentration. I bet you could... Use your sword. You can cast Thunder Wave. Okay, so I'm going to get up close to him. I'm going to have my guardians around me, and then I'm going to cast Thunder Wave at first level, which is 2d8, a con save of 15. That is going to save. So you will have to do him half damage. Half schmaff. Good roll. So he takes seven damage. Uh, It's a seven and an eight, so yeah. Okay. 
you end your turn there, or do you run? Is that is the question. If I run, though, they will follow. My guardians right? will follow. Or do, or do you direct them? Like, how can does they that work? stay there? And I think they stay around you in a they certain f- area. They flit around you for yep. They flit around you fifteen feet. So I want everybody to get enough time to move. Okay, so you're gonna stay where you're at. At least for a turn or so. But I also have wings, so I'm expecting yep. I could fly if I needed to. Okay, you stay where you're at right now, trying to kind of push other people on. And as their turn begins, roll me 48s. 48. So a 8, 5, a 2, and a 7. Okay. So they did save on this one, but they still take half damage. Uh, so 10, uh, 12 is 22. Half of that, but it's radiant damage. Yeah. That's going to be enough to kill it. Yeet! Nice. So, uh, in spite of the fact that it's like trying to get away from you in that moment, it's pulling back. They just do the same way that they did with the other one. They tear it apart. And you uh, turn in time to see that more of these things are breaking into the room. And you take off running with everyone else. uh, And we're going to break initiative for a moment. Oh. Just a moment? Because everything is behind you. Unless anybody wants to run down toward them and no, re-engage. No. I'm re-engaging. Running away or running uh-huh. toward them. I want to fight. I'm assuming that I'm in the... I'm down there. I figure that Sir Vance was down there too. Saul's shuffling everyone out. Vance, you hear a, a voice in your head say, Seems like a good time to retreat. Don't you think? I suppose. So do you run? Yes. Char run? Char runs. You're all running uh, across the room. Everyone kind of follows suit. You see a few people throwing spells back, trying to slow these things down. Different things as you all take off uh, running and or flying those uh, people around you that can. And you run full speed ahead toward the door that you know leads into the hall that takes you toward the sort of quarters of the uh, the burning circle because those of you that were here before know that different portions of this place were built by different people from the different circles and uh, Marie is inside beckoning everyone forward she is holding open a great stone door you all recognize this as the same room uh, where you were summoned to previously, or at oh, least no. saw Miss Convance to. And she is shuffling everyone in. And at this point, like I said, there are a lot of people who just kind of noped out of there, just peaced out. Uh, there aren't that many of you uh, at this point. And most of them seem to be people from the Burning Circle with a few stragglers. Uh, you know, you can't really place where they're from right offhand. Uh, but you all come inside. There's probably fewer than 20 or 30 of you. Well, I'd say there's more than 20. There's probably fewer than 30 of you. You're inside this room. Uh, and as you all step through or run through, uh, Marie slams the door shut and then casts some sort of spell on it. You see it like illuminate with a purple flame for a second and then go like rigid, like it becomes part of the wall. Like the opening, the, the crease around the door disappears. She turns to you all and she says, It would appear that our enemies have found us. We must flee. And where do you suggest we go? I, I do not know. That's what I am telling you. We need to know where to go. Does anyone have a safe place anywhere that we can go? Um, college camp- campuses have those now. A lot of them do. Safe places. This, this is, is not helpful, helpful human. human. We could Let's go, go to Vint Haven's university. We could go to Manumi. <laughs> no, we can't, actually. It's not that simple. Okay. 
Um, we're going to die here if we can't come up with somewhere to go. Uh, and she's kind of freaking out. Do I know anywhere? Uh, give me just a second. The woman that was, uh, you know, sort of campaigning against you, Misk, she speaks up. I don't know of... There's, there's possibly one place we could go. Uh, but I don't want to go there. Speak. What is it? Well, we could go to the Thundering Circle. Sounds terrible. There, there is a castle there. A castle that has fallen. Might be our only shot of living. <laughs> the Whispering Circle has fallen. The Thundering Circle, it's pretty much abandoned at this point. I don't think they would expect us there. Um, but I don't know. Well, does anyone else, Marie says, have a suggestion? Saul looks at the blue bard. Uh, you look at the blue guy, the blue genasi. You say anything to him? Good day, mate. How's it going? Good to meet you. Happy Hanukkah. That's all. I look at him. Would yeah, you just look at I don't, him? I don't say nothing. I'm just like, suggestions. Listen, if anyone has an idea, you better make it quick. Yeah, you guys feel and hear a, like, boom against the wall where the door was, and you hear more of those shrieks. It sounds like there are more of them outside. I'm fine with going to the Thundering Circle. Can you guarantee that when we arrive there, there will not be more of these forsaken creatures there waiting for us? And uh, the white-haired devil sort of looks around at a couple of her peers, and she says, I can't guarantee anything, but if no one else has a suggestion, then I guess it's our only bet. Uh, Marie steps forward toward her, and she grabs her by the hand, and she leads her forward. And she uh, takes a knife and she slashes it across her uh, hand. Not hers, but the, the woman with the white hair. And she says, Then I suggest you think strongly of where you would like to go. And then she begins an incantation. She takes her hand. She places it on the circle on the floor. And you all uh, peace out. Peace. zippity doo Pop. Boom. Where do we go? It is a sort of falling sensation, much like you experienced before, uh, and then you land with a thud in a dark place. We did. And all of you feel like your ears really, really need to pop, like all at once. It's just very, very, very heavy pressure all around you. I pop my ears. Uh, you're... You're like, you know, trying to <laughs> stretch your jaw, trying to pop your ears, doing what you can, looking around. And uh, you're all sort of disoriented, picking yourselves up, but also quickly looking around, trying to see if there are any threats, anything that uh, you um, you might recognize or any of the, you know, the, the forsaken creatures following you, any sound of any danger. All you hear is rolling thunder far, it sounds like sort of far off. There is no light, really, to be um, spoken of, but you can all see okay in the dark anyway. You look around, and this is a sort of stone room. It looks like it's hewn from rough stone. Uh, it would appear that you're like deep inside some sort of a uh, structure, like a castle or something like that, because there don't seem to be any windows or exterior walls. All you see is 
a uh, you're looking around you, you see a simple stone chair it's a black and silver stone up ahead of you other than that the room seems pretty much empty just this one stone chair it looks large enough for a devil and it looks like no one has sat in it for a very long time Vance you hear something as you're picking yourself up you hear something in your mind it's a sigh <sighs> finally don't do it I'm home That is where we're going to end today's episode. Wow, though. Bum, bum, bum. I can't even do this. I just want to punch Jeffrey. Why? <laughs> Jeffrey, can you punch him? <laughs> because the character you're playing is the best. Worst. Hey, I think it's great, personally. Oh, gosh. I no, it's it. just. I think it's, it's amazing. There's no like. There's no like what? You just don't know what's going on. Exactly. That is that is it. You know what this is? Andy. Make believe heroes. And we love you. That too. We thank you so much for listening. Oh, so good. Hope that you enjoyed this episode. It's a fun one. Who knows what is about to happen next? I bet you do. I know Miss needs a rest. Also, where was Char this whole time? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. You wouldn't tell me. Nobody knows. Not even me. I was hoping he was dead. <laughs> Wow. Char is deeply offended. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, go check us out. Patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes. Leave us a five-star review. Reach out to us on Twitter at MBH Podcast. All that stuff. Facebook.com slash makebelieveheroes. We love you. <laughs> We're very thankful that you've taken the time to listen to our show. Look forward to playing again next week. Oh, me. Good night. Good night. We love you. Good Hanukkah. Bye. Peace out, yo. Stay classy. Here we go. Giant blue D20. From this moment. Ooh. That's a six. You're rolling for poops. Oof. Rolling for poops lately. Pooping for rolls. So last time on <laughs> pooping for rolls, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Literally Break nothing. Down. That's when you're okay, so good. full that you, and then you go to the bathroom, so you make more space to eat more rolls. <laughs> oh, sick. Come on. That is <laughs> it. Rolls. Right. Oh, wow. my gosh. Uh, That's not where I was going, but yes. <laughs>